Welcome to American Stories with Rebecca Price Janney. Today's story is about President Ronald Reagan's speech in Normandy, France on June 6, 1984, which was the 40th anniversary of D-Day. It was indeed one of his most inspiring addresses. The president stood on a beach overlooking the English Channel and retold the events of that fateful June day to an illustrious audience that included England's Queen Elizabeth II. But the real celebrities were those they had come to honor, American Rangers, who four decades earlier scaled Pointe du Ox's 100-foot cliffs in order to seize German artillery pieces so they could not be used against American troops landing at Omaha and Utah beaches. There were just over 200 of those rangers, and they fought valiantly, sacrificially, for two days. By the end of their mission, only 90 could still bear arms. One historian had said, for sheer oratorical elegance, this was one of the most inspirational presidential speeches ever delivered. Reagan unabashedly connected the fight against Hitler to the struggle against totalitarianism in the Soviet Union. He said of America's European allies, we were with you then and we are with you now. One commentator said his words kept the coalition in place that later defeated the Soviet Union and ended the Cold War. The boys of Quanduoc saved the world, and in many ways, they did so more than once. The following are some excerpts from President Reagan's speech. We're here to mark that day in history when the Allied armies joined in battle to reclaim this continent to liberty. For four long years, much of Europe had been under a terrible shadow. Free nations had fallen. Jews cried out in the camps. Millions cried out for liberation. Europe was enslaved, and the world prayed for its rescue. Here in Normandy, the rescue began. Here the Allies stood and fought against tyranny, and a giant undertaking unparalleled in human history. We stand on a lonely, windswept point on the northern shore of France. The air is soft, but 40 years ago at this moment, the air was dense with smoke and the cries of men, and the air was filled with a crack of rifle fire and the roar of cannon. At dawn, on the morning of the 6th of June, 1944, 225 rangers jumped off the British landing craft and ran to the bottom of these cliffs. Their mission was one of the most difficult and daring of the invasion, to climb these sheer and desolate cliffs and take out the enemy guns. The rangers looked up and saw the enemy soldiers shooting down at them with machine guns and throwing grenades. 
and the American Rangers began to climb. They shot rope ladders over the face of these cliffs and began to pull themselves up. When one ranger fell, another would take his place. When one rope was cut, a ranger would grab another and begin his climb again. They climbed, shot back, and held their footing. Soon, one by one, the rangers pulled themselves over the top, and in seizing the firm land at the top of these cliffs, they began to seize back the continent of Europe. 225 came here. After two days of fighting, only 90 could still bear arms. Behind me is a memorial that symbolizes the ranger daggers that were thrust into the top of these cliffs. And before me are the men who put them there. These are the boys of Pwanduak. These are the men who took the cliffs. These are the champions who helped free a continent. These are the heroes who helped end war. Gentlemen, I look at you and I think of the words of Stephen Spender's poem. You are men who in your lives fought for life and left the vivid air signed with your honor. Forty summers have passed since the battle that you fought here. You were young the day you took these cliffs. Some of you were hardly more than boys with the deepest joys of life before you. Yet you risked everything here. Why? Why did you do it? What impelled you to put aside the instinct for self-preservation and risk your lives to take these cliffs? What inspired all the men of the armies that met here? We look at you and somehow we know the answer. It was faith and belief. It was loyalty and love. The men of Normandy had faith that what they were doing was right. Faith that they fought for all humanity. Faith that a just God would grant them mercy on this beachhead or on the next. It was the deep knowledge, and pray God we have not lost it, that there is a profound moral difference between the use of force for liberation and the use of force for conquest. You were here to liberate, not to conquer, and so you and those others did not doubt your cause, and you were right not to doubt. You all knew that some things are worth dying for. One's country is worth dying for, and democracy is worth dying for, because it's the most deeply honorable form of government ever devised by man. All of you loved liberty. All of you were willing to fight tyranny, and you knew the people of your countries were behind you. The Americans who fought here that morning knew word of the invasion was spreading through the darkness back home. They fought or felt in their hearts, though they couldn't know in fact, that in Georgia they were filling the churches at 4 a.m. In Kansas, they were kneeling on their porches and praying, and in Philadelphia, they were ringing the Liberty Bell. 
Something else helped the men of D-Day. Their rock-hard belief that Providence would have a great hand in the events that would unfold here, that God was an ally in this great cause. And so, the night before the invasion, when Colonel Wolverton asked his parachute troops to kneel with him in prayer, he told them, Do not bow your heads, but look up so you can see God and ask his blessing in what we are about to do. Also that night, General Matthew Ridgway on his cot, listening in the darkness for the promise God made to Joshua, I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Here in this place where the West held together, let us make a vow to our dead. Let us show them by our actions that we understand what they died for. Let our actions say to them the words for which Matthew Ridgway listened, I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Strengthened by their courage, heartened by their valor, and borne by their memory, let us continue to stand for the ideals for which they lived and died. Thank you very much, and God bless you all. Thank you for joining me for this edition of American Stories as we commemorate the 78th anniversary of D-Day, the 6th of June, 1944. I'm Rebecca Price Janney.